space to hear from the Lord. And I'm also giving prophetic words uh, each Thursday night uh, as the Lord leads. I've been praying into these things. Uh, and you'll notice, you know, uh, a lot of times when I give prophetic words, they're not always the spontaneous kinds of words. I mean, those are great, uh, and I really love those, but uh, I also believe that you don't have to wait until there's some special moment of worship uh, in order to hear from the Lord. Uh, you can actually uh, begin to implement a little bit of what Elisha, we're going to read about Elisha here in a moment, uh, learn from Elisha here and put yourself in a position to where you can hear from God uh, almost any time uh, in whatever way God tends to speak to you, because He speaks to us uh, all in different ways. So if you have your Bible, we're going to turn to 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3. I'm going to read a little bit, a story about Elisha. And we're actually only going to focus on one aspect of this story. But I'll read the whole thing because it takes shorter, a shorter time to read it than it would for me to explain it. So uh, I'm going to read from verse 1. Before I do, I'm going to pray. Father God, thank you so much uh, that we can gather here. Thank you for this time. I pray in the power of your Holy Spirit that you'd speak in me and through me tonight. Uh, I pray that you'd enliven your words to our hearts. And I pray, Father, that you'd surround us right now with warrior angels to keep out everything of the darkness that would try to distract us or interrupt us in any way, shape, or form. And we pray all of this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Starting with verse 1. In the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Jehoram, the son of Ahab, became king over Israel in Samaria. He reigned 12 years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, though not like his father and mother, for he put away the pillar of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he clung to the sin of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. He did not depart from it. Now Mesha, king of Moab, was a sheep breeder, and he had to deliver the king of Israel a hundred thousand lambs uh, and the wool of a hundred thousand rams. But when Ahab died, the king of Moab, uh, Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Jehoram marched out of Samaria at that time and mustered all Israel. And he went and sent word to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to battle against Moab? And he said, I will go. I am as you are, my people are as your people, and my horses as your horses. Then he said, by which way shall we march? Jehoram answered, by the way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And when they had made a circuitous march of seven days, there was no water for the army or for the animals that followed them. Then the king of Israel said, Alas, the Lord has called these three kings to give them into the hand of Moab. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may inquire of the Lord? Then one of the king of Israel's servants answered, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and your, the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, No, it is the Lord who has called these three kings to give them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, were it not that I had regard for Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would neither look at you nor see you. 
But now bring me a musician. And when the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Thus says the Lord, I will make this dry stream bed full of pools. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind or rain, but that stream bed shall be filled with water, so that you shall drink, you, your livestock, and your animals. This is a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will also give the Moabites into your hand, and you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city, and shall fell every good tree and stop up all springs of water and ruin every good piece of land with stones. The next morning, about the time of the offering, the sac- offering of the sacrifice, behold, water came from the direction of Edom till the country was filled with water. May God bless to us this holy word. The big thing here, uh, <clears throat> you, you get the story here, uh, but the one thing that I want to to look at here just very briefly in the text is what Elisha did. Elisha needed to get a word from the Lord. Um, the kings, three kings, had come to him. They'd asked him for a word. He said, you know, uh, uh, Jehoram, uh, I really don't like your dad, your mom, uh, and, you know, I don't have any concern for you, but Jehoshaphat, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll seek to get a, a word from the Lord. And it's interesting what Elijah or Elisha did. He called for a musician. He said, bring me a musician. And the musician came, and the musician played, and as the musician played, Elisha heard from the Lord, and he delivered his word, which came to pass. So it's interesting here that Elisha called for a musician. There is a very strong link between music and hearing the voice of God. When you look at the Psalms, for example, you'll notice that many of the Psalms, they start out as praise, and then it turns around and it's as if God is speaking to His people. That's the power of music. Uh, A couple of days ago when I was praying through this and, and I was asking the word for a Lord, uh, for tonight, uh, and that was yesterday and the day before, and I was asking the Lord for a word. I had music on, and actually, I turned the music off um, just so I could listen more intently, and as soon as I turned the music off, I felt like I needed to turn the music back on. So I turned the music back on, and then almost immediately, I began to feel the Lord speaking to me and giving me a prophetic word. We need to understand that music is God's gift to us. Music is an incredible gift. God's given it to us for our pleasure, simply to enjoy. Uh, God's given it to us to communicate with one another. Uh, When I was uh, deeply in love with Karen, I still am deeply in love with Karen, but many, many years ago before we were married and I was deeply in love with her, I stood out in the freezing Missouri cold in the midst of snow with my guitar uh, out uh, and sang her a love song out in her front garden. Uh, and it was music. It, it enabled me to communicate uh, my love for her. And despite doing that, she decided to marry me anyway. It was amazing. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and some guys, uh, well, let, let me tell you, some guys that are listening to this, you probably shouldn't sing to your wife. Just, just saying, just saying. But uh, so it, music is given to us to enjoy. It's given to us um, to communicate. 
It's given to us so that we can worship, so we can communicate with God, and so we can enjoy that communication with God. But it's also given to us to soften our hearts and open our minds so that we can hear from God. Now, obviously, the kind of music you're listening to is very important. I mean, if you're listening to death metal, I'm not sure how much God would speak to you. I mean, he might. I mean, when, when I was hearing the Lord speak in some of this stuff, I was actually listening to the blues, instrumental music. It wasn't explicitly Christian music. Uh, so, so, But there is some music that's ungodly, and obviously we need to be careful of that. I don't think God speaks to us through that. But, uh, but God will speak to us. And so the next time that you feel like you need to hear something from the Lord and you're desperate for a word from the Lord, I would encourage you to get to a quiet place, turn on some music, either put on some headphones, uh, or if you've got a quiet spot in your, in, in your room, your bedroom or something like that, put on some Christian worship music, the stuff that you enjoy, stuff that you can worship the Lord to, and then just say, Lord, I'm, my, I'm here for you. Speak to me. Use this during this time to speak to me. It's one of the reasons why we have music in the house of prayer. We have it there, obviously, to worship the Lord, and that's important. It's a way that we can sing our prayers to God, but we have it there as well because it helps us to hear from the Lord. And that's why after this teaching, we'll have a couple of songs of worship before we have a time of listening. And during the time of listening, I almost always ask Karen to play in the background. And that's why. Because sometimes that music can prepare us. It resonates with our spirit in such a way. It's such a powerful gift from the Lord. It resonates with our spirit in such a way that it can open our heart, open our mind to hear from the Lord. It can also open us to demonic things. So we always have to be careful and understand that the Bible is always the judge, the standard by which we hear God speak. Uh, but it's very, very powerful. And Elisha taught us that. One of the most powerful prophets of the Old Testament taught us that sometimes music can really prepare us to hear from the Lord. So that's my encouragement to you a little bit. Now, as I was uh, praying about uh, giving a prophetic word, uh, you know, and I, I felt like the Lord said to me a couple of weeks ago that he was going to give me prophetic words to share every week for about three, four weeks. This is week number two. Um, and uh, again, I felt like the Lord spoke to me. Uh, and again, I, I like to write these down. Sometimes I prophesy spontaneously. <clears throat> but I like to write down the prophetic when I feel like the Lord is communicating it to me, because one, I can ask the Lord questions about what I'm hearing so I can understand. And even I, I did that, and I'll have some explanatory bits that the Lord gave me here. <clears throat> uh, but I like to ask questions. I like to test what I feel like the Lord is speaking to me. And also, by writing things down, it helps us to be accountable so that we can go back, we can see, okay, was that accurate? Was that not accurate? Uh, it can be a real gift. And so, uh, so here's some of the things that I felt like the Lord was, was speaking. There might be more than I've written down, but uh, these are some of the key things. I felt the Lord say this, gird up your loins for action. Uh, by the way, that's a, uh, that's a biblical, uh, biblical phrase, meaning get ready. 
Uh, get ready to run. Get ready to move fast. Gird up your loins for action. The next two years will be difficult and challenging in many ways, although not for the reasons that many have come to expect. I don't think it's going to be challenging because of COVID. That's my own interpretation there. <clears throat> but I think that's what the Lord was saying, getting back to what he said. Uh, I will protect and provide for you and for all those who are connected to you. And I felt like this was particularly directed towards City Temple there. Do not fear that which the nations fear. COVID-19 is such a small thing, but I control the destiny of nations. The destiny of your nation is in my hands. I have not forgotten the United Kingdom and its nations, and you still figure in my salvation history. I am shaking the foundations of many nations in this day. And by the way, I felt like that really applied to the United States in this hour. Uh, so, American friends, uh, I do feel like the Lord was saying this about the United States. I'm shaking the foundations of many nations in this day. Many who think they stand should take heed lest they fall. No place, by place I, I thought the Lord meant nation, no place on earth shall feel safe. No place on earth shall feel safe. The only place of safety is underneath the shadow of my wings. Now, what does that mean, the shadow of God's wings? Uh, that is a reference to God's care and protection in accordance with his covenant with us through Jesus Christ. Uh, several texts in the, in the Psalms are very important here. Keep me as the apple of your eye, Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who do me violence, my deadly enemies who surround me. That's Psalm 17. Psalm 57. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. And Psalm 63. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. You know, so under the shadow of God's wings, there's three ways that God is protecting us. He's protecting us from the wicked who do violence. He's protecting us from the storms of destruction. And he's giving us a place to sing for joy. So let me continue with what I felt like the Lord saying. Remember the lessons, the lesson of Lot's wife. You know, Lot in the Old Testament. Lot's wife. And do not look back. Look ahead to the deliverance I am bringing. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left, but follow in the way that I command you. And by the way, as a, a note, uh, look, look up to the right and to the left. Uh, that's so very important. There's several places in the scriptures that mention this. So do not turn aside to the right or to the left, but follow in the way that I command you, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land I shall give you. And by the way, the land is the place of your prosperity and fruitfulness. That's what God's given you, the place of your prosperity and fruitfulness. Back to the quote. Do not worry, do not worry, do not be afraid, 
Let not your heart be troubled. Rejoice in your life. Rejoice in your relationships. Rejoice in all I provide for you. Connect yourself with my people intentionally and persistently. So I'm I'm going to reread the whole thing without the commentary this time. Gird up your loins for action. The next two years will be difficult and challenging in many ways, although not for the reasons many have come to expect. I will protect and provide for you and for all who are connected to you. Do not fear that which the nations fear. COVID-19 is such a small thing, but I control the destiny of nations. The destiny of your nation is in my hands. I have not forgotten the United Kingdom and its nations, and you still figure in my salvation history. I am shaking the foundations of many nations in this day. Many who think they stand should take heed lest they fall. No place on earth shall feel safe. The only place of safety is underneath the shadow of my wings. Remember the lesson of Lot's wife and do not look back. Look ahead to the deliverance I am bringing. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left, but follow in the way that I command you, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land that I shall give you. Do not worry. Do not be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. Rejoice in your life. Rejoice in your relationships. Rejoice in all I provide for you. Connect yourself with my people intentionally and persistently. Well, Father God, we just commit all of this to you. uh, And I pray, Lord, that that which is from you will resonate in our hearts and our minds. uh, That which is not will just fall away. I just thank you, Lord, for the ability to hear your voice. I thank you for the ways that you speak to us. And I pray, Father God, that you would continue to speak to us in the power of your Holy Spirit. We love you. We honor you. We worship you and adore you. And we pray all of this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.